brought to you by the WZIP sports team. This is Sports Power Talk Overtime. Featuring in-depth interviews. Someone brings a video up and was like, hey, look at this. And we all kind of watch it. And to be honest with you, we all just kind of like chuckled and, and just <laughs> thought nothing of it. Exclusive original content. They do need Austin. Every Theory. brand needs Austin. That's no. why SmackDown won. That's why SmackDown won. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. they got Austin Theory. And of course, the hottest takes. Kings Celtics. Okay. If we see Kings Sixers, I'll sell my dog. <laughs> Man, you heard it here first. Mitch Bates is going to sell his dog. So get ready because it's time for SPT Overtime. Sports Power Talk is in overtime in this Saturday, August 5th in Ford Field in Detroit, Michigan is the biggest party of the summer. I'm, of course, talking about SummerSlam. As always, I am your host, Logan Buchanan, being joined by the Dominic Mysterio to my Damian Priest, Mr. Alex Henry. Alex, how are we doing today? I'm good, bro. I'm very good. You know, I've once been referred to that I looked like Dominic Mysterio. I've heard it a couple times. Which, you know, babyface Alex, not like uh, WWE terms, like my actual face shave with my mullet. I can see it. It's kind of there. It's kind of there. You have a little bit more browner hair, though. So Absolutely. And over the summer, the beard gets a little red sometimes. Too. I feel a it. A little, little blonde comes out, you know? Yeah. I feel it. Well, Alex, how excited are a you? A little Seamus comes out <laughs> in the beard. <laughs> <laughs> a little Seamus comes out. At least not in the skin. That's good. You right. Don't get... <laughs> right. That's for the winter. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Alex, how excited are you for SummerSlam? It's like, I'm so excited. Honestly, mm-hmm. probably... Haven't been this excited for most of the podcasts that we've done. I think you can pretty much take, like, maybe five of these matches and their main event matches in themselves. Yeah. And, like, the amount of guys that are, like, WrestleMania main eventers or WrestleMania, like, fighters or former champions that are all just fighting on this uh mm-hmm. Wrestling on this card, I mean, it's huge. I remember it's really huge. SummerSlam was always my fav- one of my favorite pay-per-views because it was during the summer, and I was allowed to stay up for it. Mm. I was allowed to stay up and watch the full thing. It was during the summer. Um, we didn't usually buy every pay-per-view, but we always bought the big four. And so not only did I get to watch it, but I got to stay up, you know, ever since I was, like, little, little. So it's just always been one of my favorites. Like, childhood favorites was SummerSlam, and it's always been good, you know, the WrestleMania payoffs uh, for some of these feuds that carried over. But let's get right into it. Let's get to the Raw review. First up, we have Ludwig Kaiser defeating Matt Riddle, getting into the good graces of Gunther. How did you feel about the match? Okay, match. Um, you know, what's interesting is, and I love them, um, you know, building up Kaiser. I wonder what's going to happen with Matt Riddle. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, it's something I'll probably talk about probably like 10 times in the podcast, so I, I'll keep it short every time. But it just all comes to how much talent is in the WWE roster. 100%. I mean, this is already a long pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. And there's still matches that weren't made that mm-hmm. could have been put on uh, this pay-per-view that they're just not there. That's how much star power is there. And, um, you know, while he's not one of my favorites, Matt Riddle is one of those guys that I know the crowd really likes that is really talented and I kind of I kind of wonder what the uh, WWE's plan is for Matt. Well, that's the thing. There's been recent reports that because of Matt Riddle's uh, out of ring mm-hmm. issues, 
they may be slowing down his push and maybe killing it altogether. Right. Yeah, which would be devastating just because of how we've seen him with um with his time with RK Bro, mm-hmm. his feud with Seth Rollins. We've seen that he can be a dependable guy. Oh yeah. Uh, it's just they they're a little fearful on his personal stuff. Yeah. Inside of wrestling, uh, but it is cool to see Ludwig Kaiser win. I'm a huge Imperium guy, as you know, uh, especially Ludwig Kaiser. I think I I like him just a little bit more than Giovanni Vinci. Uh, neither of them hold a candle to, to Gunther, but that's because he's the ring general, Gunther. Uh, moving on, we have the debuting Maxine Dupree facing off against Valhalla and picking up the win in her debut. Not gonna lie, Alex. This match was not good. No, <laughs> but, <was>. like, <laughs> I still loved it. I loved it, too. I love that Maxine got her win. Yeah. I loved it. I thought it was great. And it's, like, these are the little storylines that matter to keep your, your brand going. So mm-hmm. your Raws and your SmackDowns. And uh, this is one of those little ones that you maybe you forget about. Comes back on Raw. Oh, right, right. This. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I, I love this, actually. Yeah. I mean, it, you got to think, Raw has three hours every single week, let alone five hours between Raw and SmackDown let alone six or seven hours with NXT. All of that writing each week, you're going to have smaller stuff. And yep. we, we've we been fans. We've been known about the Alpha Academy. Oh, been But there. adding Maxine has just been this nice little, like, update to it. And I liked her worm. It was kind of fun. It was, mm-hmm. it was a little interesting. But I really liked her finisher, the kind of fire – not fireman's carry, uh, kind of like an electric chair – but mm-hmm. bridging, like, as she did a German suplex, if she can get that to a nice, uh, like, smooth form, I'm, I'm not sure if it's because she was facing uh, the likes of Valhalla, who isn't one of the top-tier women, mm-hmm. but if she can, uh, you know, get in those reps and get in uh, some more matches under her belt, I think she might be a pretty good mid-card female, Definitely. I would say. Or more, honestly, yeah. or more. But, yeah, for a while, a mid-carder, that's decent. Absolutely, I mm-hmm. can see it. Moving on, we have Shinsuke Nakamura picking up the win against Tommaso Ciampa by some sneaky taxes, tactics. He pulled the pants, he, he kind of grabbed some tights, mm-hmm. uh, but he is getting momentum as these two go into the SummerSlam Battle Royal. I have a twofold question. First off, like always, how do you feel about the match? But second off, how do you feel about this SummerSlam Battle Royal? Okay, yeah, uh, I actually like the match. Uh, you know, you get two big names like that, and I almost want it to be a little bigger than mm-hmm. it is. But it it was a good match. I, I honestly couldn't really care for the ending, but uh, that's besides the point. I love the I love the battle royal. Mm-hmm. I actually really like it. Uh, I don't know if you're like asking me this because you don't like it. Oh no, I love a battle. Okay, royal. cool, cool, cool. I love a good battle royal. Uh, no, I like the battle royal, and uh, yeah, I think it's important. I think there's a lot of guys there that can just uh, one of them. Uh, definitely just needs that push. Mm-hmm. Uh, any of those guys genuinely could use uh, outside of Sheamus. And but even then, I wouldn't but be But even mad. then, Sheamus could yeah, – <laughs> yeah, sure. It's just what will they do with Sheamus? Yeah. I don't know. Is the crowd super behind Sheamus? I don't know. Yeah. But um, like any of the guys in that match could definitely deserve the, uh, the push. All right, and on to our final match for the Raw Reactions. We have Chad Gable – defeating Gunther in the five-minute challenge. But then Gunther said, uh-uh, that ain't how this is working. Add more time to the clock. And then he finally put away Chad Gable. How do you like Chad's performance in this match? Cool. 
cool. Yeah, Chad Gable's that guy. He's a uh, he's like a little young, little young mini Kurt Angle. Yeah, you know, and it's cool. Uh, and Kurt's one of my favorites mm-hmm. of all time. So, uh, yeah, I liked it, and I liked the uh, I liked the ending. I liked the bad guy heel tactics uh, with Guther, and uh, I just think Guther's also that guy too. So, uh, yeah, really good match. My my fear with Chad Gable is. He's kind of like a Dolph Ziggler to where super reliable, always puts on a good match, but they put him with guys to put those guys over. You know who I actually think? Um, I think I know who you're going to say. Dolph Ziggler. Kofi Kingston is okay. who I was going to say. I, th- I He reminds me of a Kofi Kingston where he's he gets to stick with what he does. He doesn't need a cool gimmick. Mm-hmm. He just needs to be the wrestler he is. The fans will love him regardless. And then, yeah, Kofi's one of those I mean, guys that have always reliable – for, you know, the duration of his career, and, um, yeah. The fact that Chad Gable survived Shorty G is a miracle in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Let alone became one of, I won't say the hottest act on Raw, because we both know the hottest act on Raw, but Alpha Academy, I mean, they always get reactions. They're always yeah. on the show, and as we saw on Raw this time, they were on the show, like, three times. They had mm-hmm. two matches and a backstage segment. So, yeah. huge, huge Alpha Academy. Hope we get some more from them. Moving on to our SmackDown predictions. Only one match has been announced. Of course, we are recording on Wednesday, so we don't have every knowledge about SmackDown because they like to save it until, like, the very last minute to announce their matches. The only match we have is Sheamus facing off against L.A. Knight. Just like Shinsuke and Tommaso, these two are trying to get momentum as they head into the SummerSlam Battle Royal, and who do you think is walking into that Battle Royal with the momentum as the winner from this match? Sheamus. Ooh. Sheamus. I think Sheamus gets the uh, gets the win here, pushes out L.A. Knight. Um, you know, something that I love that I've seen out of L.A. Knight is, and I'll talk about him so much more later, but just in terms of your, we're going to see an L.A. Knight match on SmackDown, is he is athletic. Mm-hmm. He is, he honestly is and I think in today's day in wrestling, I want everybody to be athletic. I'm tired of the grab a guy, put him in trunks. I mean, mm-hmm. genuinely, let's have everybody be athletic. And L.A. Knight is like he's a genuine performer and a genuine athlete that looks good in the ring. And I think it's something that took me a little while to realize. And I I know for a fact there's still wrestling fans out there that don't really realize his in-ring ability. And here's the thing, you know, you look at wrestling and it's like, there's people that are fans of watching the wrestling, and there's fans of people who are a fan of watching what the product of WWE is. Mm-hmm. And then there's, you know, the mixture of both. And uh, as somebody who just really likes watching wrestling, uh, I, LA Knight, I'm like, wait, this guy can actually wrestle pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, with that being said, I do think Sheamus gets, uh, gets the win going into uh, SummerSlam. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. I just – LA Knight – what a what a guy. Mm. His yeah. <laughs> yeah. His uh network exclusive or YouTube exclusive, whatever he had segment with Hit Row that wasn't actually on the air had more views and more interactions than some of the actual segments on the show. Mm-hmm. If that doesn't show you how much of a megastar LA Knight is, I mean Alex, we went to a Raw Oh and do goodness. you remember not only how we popped, but how the crowd popped when we heard his music hit? That's still probably, I mean, 
I think it did get broke by a SmackDown a couple weeks ago. But, I mean, for a while, that was the biggest LA Night pop. It was huge. It was everywhere. Like, oh, yeah. that was, Well, actually, that Monday Night Raw LA pop was the pop that people actually were like, listen to this guy's this pops guy made he it. gets. This guy made it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all over. I mean, we were driving home, and we already had there TikToks. Already there was it. already there's everything there. There's a million so, edits. We sent each other throughout the next yes, two weeks. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and we, we've we been saying it. We've been saying the L.A. night train, it's going to be leaving the station here soon. Yeah. It's going to be chugging along right when he can get – right when the push starts and whether he's going for an IC title, a U.S. title, or a world title, I'm here for it because it means more L.A. night on my television screen. Although, I don't think he has the momentum coming into SummerSlam. I do have to give it to Sheamus. That finishes us off. Alex, are you ready to get started on the biggest party of the summer? Born ready. Do you like parties, Alex? Uh, I tend to like a party. You like a party? Like yeah, a good I party? Tend to, I tend to enjoy to party. Well, why don't, why don't we just start right off with the biggest match in terms of size? Because it's the SummerSlam Battle Royal. Uh, the few people who have been announced include, as we've said, LA Knight, Sheamus, Shinsuke Nakamura, Tommaso Ciampa, and also Alpha Academy with both Chad Gable and Otis being announced for this match. Of course, there's going to be more. I don't think it's just going to be like a six-man battle royal. That'd be mm-hmm. kind of weird. Uh, who do you have winning? Do you have any surprises? Or are you just going to one of the guys that I've just mentioned? Uh, no, I think it's one of the guys you just mentioned. Ooh, okay. In terms of surprises, I, I mean... I mean, you got Otis, but I like having two big guys. So I think maybe big men smacking meat in a battle royal. In a battle royal, I love when there's this all everybody else is cleared out. I need it in all my battle royals, and the two big guys are just there. So I'm thinking maybe an Omos, maybe a Bobby Lashley, which by the way comes back to too much talent on the WWE roster. I mean, he's just been on the back burner. Yeah, a few segments with Street Profits here and there, but then Which, the Street by Profits. The way, Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. That'd, that'd go hard. I kind of like now, it. Now imagine, like it. imagine Bobby, Street Profits, and Carmelo Hayes from NXT. Mm. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. That'd be nice. <laughs> That's. Ugh. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. So give me oh. one more big guy. Um, and then, yeah, whoever else is getting thrown over the rope. <laughs> and uh, the winner. The winner. Ah, the Ooh. winner is I think it's LA Knight. Yeah. I really need it to I need it to be LA Knight. And I'm just so torn because I just listen to so many people's opinions. Mm-hmm. And I when I listen to all these people's opinions, it's just like my mind gets so infiltrated mm-hmm. because there's so many people that say, Well, LA Knight's already so over that he doesn't need anything until his time comes. Mm-hmm. And then there's people that are like, No, he's over now, look at what WWE's done in the past. If he just keeps losing, he's going to get buried. Yeah. So it's like, and then, then there's Alex Henry, and he's like, I don't even know. I just like the guy. Can I just be a fan? Can I just be a fan and like LA Knight and want to see You can, Alex. See I give you succeed? permission. That's one of the reasons I pick him, too, because ultimately wrestling is not all the script and yeah. the storyline. And I just think sometimes it's got to go be with your heart. what the fans want. Yeah. Genuinely, I think it's got to be what the fans want. And I, honestly, I'm probably a bigger Shinsuke fan than I am an LA fan. Mm-hmm. I, you might be. I'm sure you're probably a bigger Ciampa fan than you are an I LA am. Knight fan. I am. But I, it's like I want LA Knight to win. Yeah. 
And I, I, I agree. I want LA Knight to win, so I got LA Knight here. I actually have I have LA Knight winning mm-hmm. out of these guys. I do. Because I don't think I don't think Shinsuke needs it. I don't think Sheamus needs it. Uh Gable and Otis, I don't want one of them going away to do something. Mm-hmm. And so I kinda want them to stick together. I'd love Tommaso to win mm-hmm. and get a little bit of a push. Uh but come on, if not now, when? We right. say that a lot. We say that a lot. If not it's, now, when? I mean, it's been since when we went to Raw in June mm-hmm. that people have really been like, when are we going to push this guy? No, it's been even before that because remember, he was making waves before WrestleMania and people wanted True. him to be on WrestleMania. True. And he wasn't. True. And then they were like, okay, well, let's get him on this pay per view. And he wasn't. And then on this pay per view. And then the money in the bank happened. Mm-hmm. And we were like, oh, this is his time. And then it wasn't. It was yeah. Senor Money in the Bank, Damian Priest time. Mm-hmm. So now, if it's not his time now, what are we? What are we doing? Where are we going? And you can't have a party without LA. Come That's on. True. <laughs> um, That's true. But That's I do have point. a surprise pick because obviously this isn't the full list, and I think we're gonna get a little bit of a shock return because we saw a vignette about a month ago, I think it was, and hadn't seen anything from it since Johnny wrestling johnny gargano i think this would be a nice spot for him to come in maybe not win if he did win that'd be nice but also having the final two be johnny gargano and tommaso champa one of the biggest probably no the biggest rivalry from nxt's history History, definitely top three ending the battle royal and having one of them go over going after a title maybe winning that title and then having a blood feud between Mm -hmm. gargano and champa on the main roster, oh, that's my bread and butter. I want it. I want it now. So, although there has been rumors about them teaming and reforming DIY, which I wouldn't be opposed to, mm-hmm. but it would still be just that much sweeter. Yeah, that'd be nice. Just in general, even just to come back, even if it's not final two in mm-hmm. the ring, just to have maybe a moment. Oh, like a, like a Rock Austin when they were yeah. at the Rumble and they just were sitting in different corners just staring at each yeah, other. Yeah, just a moment. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. I agree. I agree. Moving on, I'm interested to see how you feel about this match, Ronda Rousey versus Shayna Baszler with MMA rules. How do you feel about the MMA rules match? Like it. Yeah. Of course I like it. <laughs> I'm an MMA fan, Logan. Of course I like it. And I'm a Ronda Rousey fan, so of course I like how? it. How? How are you a Ronda Rousey fan? Because I watched her fight people in a cage. and <laughs> I don't know how it's going to really work, but... uh. Oh, I like Ronda. I and honestly, you know, like Ronda, not like Ronda. She is trying to improve. Maybe it's not working, but <laughs> I genuinely can tell that she's really like. There are some people that like the WWE likes on the Divas roster mm-hmm. way way more. The women's roster. I was gonna say you said Divas. Women's yeah. <laughs> roster way way more. Yeah. And it's like they just are like stale. They don't care to get any better. Mm-hmm. Like for example, Seth Rollins mm-hmm. is just a he's like peaking. It's like he's like he's like that peak Batista was. Like he's like all He's the yardstick. He's the yard yeah. he's the measuring stick. Literally. And he just keeps getting better and better mm-hmm. and better and he doesn't matter. It's like some of these uh females I feel like they don't they're not trying to do better. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well you like you have an opportunity where it's WWE is such a like male heavy stacked roster where there's literally twenty guys that could be champion. 
And then you have a smaller female roster. Uh, where you can only see like five, maybe, yeah. that you actually And if could you see. really work hard to try to get the fans on your back, they will. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as a heel or a face, mm-hmm. if you work hard, it'll happen. So um, I feel like I've seen a little bit of effort out of both of these um, competitors oh, in yeah. this match to try to, to try to do something. So I respect that aspect. My prediction, Ronda Rousey. Okay. Because ultimately she was one of the best MMA fighters of all time. Mm-hmm. So I got to go with Ronda. So I think the MMA rules are going to be – I don't think there's going to be like rounds or a cage. Mm-hmm. If there is a cage, that would be cool. That would like be a cool. little – a little like basically steel cage but with a roof on top, like a mm-hmm. mini Hell in a Cell. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's going to be either submission or ref stoppage. I would rather it be ref stoppage. Or both. I mean, it could be both. Yeah. And I think I want it to be a Shayna Baszler squash match. I want her to squash Ronda Rousey. Okay. Because there's been reports that Ronda's going to USC. So she may not want to go out on a loss because then it's like, well, you just lost to the fake combat company. And you just, like, what are you doing? But I think if they want to build Shayna Baszler back up to how she was perceived all those years ago, this is the perfect way to do it. Have her squash Ronda, dis- decimate her. The fans will love it because most of the fans aren't behind Ronda like you are. Most of the fans don't even want to see Ronda. So if we could have Shayna squash her, it would give credibility to Ronda leaving and also make it so much better if she ever returns and is like, nah, I ain't going out like that. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think? No, that's fair. That's fair. I don't know. I've been hearing the same rumors, and I'm not sure how I feel about it all. But uh, my head is assuming Ronda st- sticks around a little. I have her winning. Mm. So, well, yeah. We'll see what happens. We'll see. This, we'll see. This is our first disagreements of the night, and we're only in the second match. That's true. What's going on, man? What are we doing? Get, right. your, get your head back on. <laughs> Moving on to a match I know you're excited about because you like both of these guys. This is actually lot. the match I'm most excited for on the entire card. I think it could steal the show. It's not even like it's – it is my – I'm looking forward to this match more. That, there's another match which you're going to surprise me, my steal the show match. Okay. But this is the match that I'm most excited for. Well, a match that is eight months in the making, Logan Paul – Versus Ricochet. Of course, we saw that viral moment at the Rumble when the two just jumped at each other, collided in the middle of the ring, something we've never seen before. Then they met again at Money in the Bank, where there was a little trip up, but what a spot. And now it's time for the ultimate viral moment. SummerSlam. Money, not Money in the Bank. The party of the summer. Mm. With probably the most viral guy right now, Logan Paul, against... The guy who can be on every highlight reel, any point, any day, any time, mm-hmm. Ricochet, who walks out of here a winner? I'm so excited for this match. And ultimately, as Ariel Hawani once said, who wins this this match, Ariel? Who wins? The fans. Because mm. <laughs> mm. genuinely, it's the fans. I mean, we are all going to be winners because we got to watch this amazing match. But I do have I do have a winner. Between Logan Paul and Ricochet, and I'll preface it by saying I'm a diehard day one Logan Paul fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know all the wrestling fans that love Logan Paul now, just know that I loved him when you hated him. <laughs> exactly, I exactly. I loved him when you hated him. I've always loved him. 
Uh, and by the way, it's like so glad that wrestling fans like him now because like he's better on the mic. Mm-hmm. Well, number one, than Ricochet, but number two, majority of the roster. I mean, he's just he's dynamite mm-hmm. on the mic. He's literally dynamite on the mic and cutting promos, which it comes at no surprise to me. Um, and his wrestling ability, you have. You know, Hall of Fame wrestlers saying he's better yeah. than the majority of the roster. One of my favorite things from Logan is on his Impulsive podcast, he blends the line between still playing Logan Paul the character oh, yeah. and Logan Paul the guy, the yeah. podcaster. Mm-hmm. And I love that. because awesome. it could It could so easily just be two different, two separate, keep them apart. Right. But he blends it to the point where anything's, anything could happen. It reminds me of... um. When Pat McAfee was breaking into WWE's yeah, ring and Adam Cole, and they had a work shoot moment on his show, and it, like, there's so much you can build upon. The story options just blow up even farther. So I, I love Logan Paul. I mean, do I love him as much as you do? Probably not, mm-hmm. but I mean, he impresses me. He really does. And I think a thing that is so important on what you said is it like. Wrestling fans didn't trust Logan because mm-hmm. I think they might have just thought he was here for his viral moment and mm-hmm. then to leave. No, he cares about the business because, like you said, he blends his his development with his his brand mm-hmm. with him. He he wants people to know that he is a wrestler and he's now proven that. I mean, he's been around for over a year, guys. Mm-hmm. He's he wrestled at SummerSlam last year, right? Look at the people he yeah. Look at the people yeah. he's worked with: The Miz, Come on. Seth Rollins, what, Ricochet. What other celebrity? And I'm not counting bad, but genuinely, that is done it like Logan Paul has in the past 15 years. No one's been as consistently good as Logan Paul when it comes to somebody, a celebrity coming in. Yeah. So why do people have to, why does he need to earn your trust anymore? Yeah. And I don't think he is. I genuinely think he has earned a lot mm-hmm. of trust. Then you have Ricochet, which I have openly said to you multiple times. I don't know if I've said it on here before, but I think he's the most talented guy on the roster in terms of in-ring ability. I think he is the best wrestler. I think, and, you know, a lot of people say he's got, you know, the circus style of wrestling. Mm -hmm. But what I really think happened when he came to WWE, especially over this past year, like literally from like last SummerSlam to this Mm -hmm. year, he's been able to hone in his spots to where... His spots are important now. Mm-hmm. When he's doing something big, it, it matters. You know, a lot of AEW criticism is they do so many big spots and then they never, never matter. matter. That's that's indie wrestling. Mm-hmm. And that's what gets you to the promotion. But now he has that WWE style, the, that pure wrestling entertainment, mm-hmm. both of them. And it's, it's mixed so well. And I think he needs the push. And I'm a Ricochet fan, so I have Ricochet winning. Wow. Uh, I think he needs it. And it's, by the way, what a crazy statement for me to make to say that he needs the push from Logan Paul. Mm -hmm. But genuinely, I think him getting a win over Logan Paul can be that push. The fact that we don't talk about Ricochet, well, I do. But, (laughs) I mean, it's that it's not talked about among him being an LA Knight and a Shinsuke and a Ciampa and up there with the Gunther and that, that... you know, those guys that are all kind of fighting to be in, like, that top 15 mm-hmm. best guy is ridiculous to me, Logan. It's ridiculous to I me. I feel it. Uh, so I got Ricochet winning. Am I going to be upset if Logan Paul wins? Absolutely not. I'll probably cheer. Because who wins? Who wins, Alex? The fans. The fans. Because the fans <laughs> win. <laughs> That's true. But because Logan Paul's here to stay, too. Yeah. So if Logan Paul wins, 
there's still going to be something going on with him, and hopefully Ricochet gets his chance. So, mm-hmm. uh, I have Ricochet winning ultimately. Yeah, I've been a huge Ricochet fan. I watched him in Lucha Underground in some of the British territories, and then obviously huge in Japan, uh, where he faced a guy named Will Osprey. Oh my goodness! Name a match. Any of them. <laughs> any any of, them. of them. Not even New Japan. All even of outside them. of New yes, Japan. Of all. Oh my goodness! Oh, love. Love Osprey v Ricochet, and I think Logan Paul has the ability to keep up with Ricochet in a way that Will Osprey was, in a way that not a lot of guys in WWE actually can. I mean, we've seen, you know, that spot where it's just reversal after reversal after reversal for like mm-hmm. thirty seconds straight, and then they just stand there and look at each other. I think these two could go for like a minute, a minute and a half, oh, maybe yeah. even two minutes. Just yeah. continuous reversals, back and forth, back and forth. All this athleticism, flips, give it to me. I don't want, you know, usually in my wrestling, I like some beat them down, some nice holds, some technical stuff, a spot here and there. Not in this You're match. You're a Brian Danielson I'm kind a, of I'm guy. A, I'm a Brian Daniels. I'm more of like a, like a Seth Rollins kind of guy. Okay. You know, it's technical with a few spots here and there, gotcha. you know. But this match, I want a spot fest. I mm-hmm. want... Bodies flying through the air. I want to see Ricochet hit like a triple moonsault because he can because it's Ricochet. Mm-hmm. Has he been allowed to do that in WWE? Yet? He's done a double moonsault once, and it was in NXT's second. No, yes, second War Games. I think they he should was, let him. He was at the very top of uh, the War Games and double moonsaulted back. Right, and. He can do it from the top rope, like I just, oh, and then if you're talking about like his his front flips, oh, I mean, he can he's in the he's in the one fifty one thirty yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> literally crazy. Uh, but I actually have Logan Paul picking up the win. Wow, I think I mean you got to think, Alex. Logan hasn't won a match since last year's SummerSlam against the Miz. Yep. That's so because right. he lost against Roman, didn't win the Rumble. Lost against Seth. And I wanted him to beat Seth. Yeah. Yeah. You did. Yeah. I'm just saying. I think this is the Logan Paul push. Because Ricochet is one of those reliable guys to where he doesn't need a title. Logan Paul, I could see him holding the title. I can see him holding a title. Here's the thing with me and Logan, bro. It's like, Ricochet is here to stay forever. And I know he is. Logan Paul has said he's not here to stay forever. Now, Logan Paul is here on a contract, mm-hmm. so he is here for a bit. So, mind you, I still want him to win that belt. The reason I say it's a ricochet push is because I don't think Logan Paul needs anything. Mm-hmm. I think Logan Paul could continue to lose every match and still bring the same thing he does. Ah, maybe not every yeah. match. But he can lose this match. He can lose this match yeah. and still be fine. Whereas Ricochet, I want him to be that Seth Rollins-level mm-hmm. guy that I'm talking about when I talk about Seth. So, I want Ricochet to win this for that reason because... You know, you want to talk about when's the last time Logan Paul has won. What about Ricochet? Yeah. When's the last time Ricochet's even been on a pay-per-view? Genuinely. Money in the bank. Well, well besides uh, that. Besides outside that, of money yeah. in the bank, which, like, he's not really even a paper. Logan Paul's making bigger headlines yeah. on pay-per-views than Ricochet well, has. My biggest thing is I think I hate when guys get a title to make the guy. I think Logan Paul can make a title. I could I could see Logan Paul holding the title on you know impulsive on other right. shows you know getting eyes on what is that what's that title I mean we've seen him I saw him he was on a an episode for the Sidemen and he had the WWE title on yeah. his shoulder 
throughout the entire episode. Mm-hmm. And I looked in the comments, and, like, half of them were people who knew, obviously, what it was. And other people were like, what was he doing? What was he holding? That gets right. eyes on the product. Sure. And I love eyes on the product because it means more people liking wrestling, which means I can talk about it more. That's true. And isn't that what we all like to do? I mean, Amen. Alex, we have a podcast on wrestling. I think we like talking about it. I enjoy it. <laughs> so I, I want to see, do I want Logan to be the guy? Mm-hmm. Not really. But a nice mid-carder? I could see it. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not like going to lie. Maybe like a U.S. title. Maybe a little U.S. title run. A little feud with Austin Theory. I wouldn't mind it. That'd be good. wouldn't mind it. That'd be a good feud. So, but who ultimately wins this match, Logan? Logan Paul, the fans. The fans. You're right. You're right. You're right. But the fans are really gonna win on this next match, especially me, because we talked about in the battle royal liking two big guys going at it. Well, we're about to see some big European guys going at it for the Intercontinental Title. We got the Scottish Warrior. Drew McIntyre making his pay-per-view return. Last time we saw him at a pay-per-view was WrestleMania when he faced off against Gunther and Sheamus. Of course. What a good match. Oh, what a great match. Drew McIntyre will be facing the ring general, the intercontinental champion, the third overall longest reigning IC champion of all time, Gunther. This match is going to kill. Money match. Money match. Yeah. This is, this, is, this is the match, you know, if if I wasn't going to watch the pay-per-view, I would instantly be looking up highlights for it. Right. Because you know it's going to just be hard-hitting, just whinging in pain, just watching the screen mm-hmm. kind of match. Yeah, definitely. You want to let me know who you have winning this one, Logan? I will. I will let you know. And you know why this guy is winning? Because he's so close to breaking the record. Mm. I have to have Gunther win. Because if he's going to hold it for over 400 days, he's less than 50 days away from breaking the record. He's less than like 10 days from being number two. Why wouldn't you have Gunther hold it to that? Break a record. And I've seen some old heads go... Well, they can't just be breaking all these records. You know, what about the old guys? What about the guys who put in the work? I'm sorry, but the honky-tonk man can't hold a candle to Gunther. Mm -hmm. He can't. Was he a good IC champ? Sure. Mm -hmm. But that was 30, 40 years ago, almost, at this point. So, and, yeah, to add to that, too, to the old heads, is what's more important? How long you held a belt? Or how many times? Or how many times you've held the belt. That's another thing, because when you really look at the greats, your, your Triple H's, mm-hmm. your John Cena's, your Randy Orton's. You saw how many belts they ha- held and how many times they've held them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a good judgment of legacy. But um, if you think about time, throw a name out for you. Bruno San Martino. True. Roman Reigns. Right. Those are the types of numbers that Gunther's coming towards. Right. Almost 500 days. Yeah. As champion. That's unheard of. Let alone, think about his time as... NXT UK champion, when he was reaching like 700, 800 days, he had the longest title reign of 20 years up until Roman Reigns. Of the past 20 years up until Roman Reigns. And that, it's insane to me, especially because if you look back at Honky Tonk Man, how many times do you think he wrestled throughout the year and defended the belt? Oh, I couldn't tell you. But Gunther... 
nearly on every pay-per-view. Absolutely every pay-per-view. Almost every Raw or SmackDown he was on. I mean, he was defending the belt left, right, and center against guys like Ricochet and uh, some of the lower mid-carter guys throughout SmackDown's time. And now Imperium's one of the biggest forces on Raw. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, it's the IC title. How important was that title in Honky Man? Honky Tonk Honky Man. man. Elvis <laughs> Presley held the belt. How, versus, like, what am I trying to say is the importance of that belt is, like, it feels like the third belt. Mm-hmm. Honestly, at times it feels more important than the uh, the Raw belt, genuinely. At times it genuinely feels more important than the heavyweight championship. So it's like the importance came from him. Mm-hmm. It's when is somebody going to beat him? And like you said, you know, guys making the belt. I mean, Gunther made oh, that IC Oh, absolutely. Because the IC title before Gunther was just that that belt guys held. I mean, how many sure. times did Shinsuke hold it, never defended it? A, a guy like uh, Ricochet held it, rarely defended it because it wasn't allowed to be on pay-per-views because it wasn't looked at as important. The second Gunther touched that IC title, it instantly got elevated to pay-per-view status into main event caliber matches status. Mm-hmm. I mean, his match against Sheamus, one of the all-time great matches of the last few few years. Mm-hmm. His match against Drew and Sheamus at WrestleMania. His match against Riddle. His match against Mustafa Ali. I could keep listing names over yeah, here. Each one of them was an amazing match. Right. It's because he's the ring general. He is probably... Now, I'm going to say this without like thinking about it too long because I probably could think of a better one, but I think he's the greatest European wrestler right now. Yeah, probably definitely in WWE. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, yeah, absolutely. Maybe will Ospreay, Will Ospreay. That's the only name I could think of that would even come Yeah, and close. it's like, why even compare them, too? Yes, because they're, they're, they're not comparable. Wrestlers. They're such different wrestlers. Um, yeah, I got Gunther winning as well. Uh, by the way, I love Drew. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, like, grown so much into becoming one the you know Drew McIntyre we know now. And he put in all the work to do it. Do you, you want know? to tell your Drew McIntyre story? Yeah, that? one time <laughs> when I was a Boy Scout, I met Drew McIntyre. <laughs> <laughs> um... So pretty crazy, and he was like nobody even knew who he was. Pretty much nobody is like who's this chosen guy. One, Drew I go and get a picture with him. Everybody else wants a, Everybody else wanted a picture of Vicky Guerrero. Okay, <laughs> who wants now in the year twenty twenty three? Would you rather get a picture with Vicky Guerrero or Drew McIntyre? I'm just saying, I chose it back then over Vicky Guerrero. So you've been known. I was already hit. Yeah, you you've been on the Drew McIntyre train. Yeah, but uh, no, I got Gunther winning. Drew McIntyre will be fine. He doesn't deserve this belt um, right now. So yeah. All right. I mean, I can't argue with you because we both have Gunther winning. Facts. I like when we agree, Alex. It just makes me happy. Makes yeah. I appreciated the self dab up. Yes. <laughs> well, you're too far. To I am you too up, far. So. You can't. We'll do it after that. We'll okay. do it after. <laughs> Moving on. We have the WWE Women's Championship, Asuka defending her title against Bianca Belair and Charlotte Flair in a huge triple threat. Probably one of the biggest women's matches we've seen in a while when it comes to star power. Who do you got winning? This is my match, Logan, that I said could steal 
the show. Okay. This match is fire. This is literally, in my head, the best three current female wrestlers outside of Rhea Ripley (laughs) in WWE, and they're all in a match together. I mean, Asuka, number one. They're all revolutionary mm-hmm. to the women's division, Absolutely. even if you don't like Charlotte Flair. Absolutely. I mean, literally, Asuka is just one of the best in-ring female wrestlers the world has ever seen, and that's what Asuka was able to do. Then you have Bianca Belair, which was just like such – she was your your first ever John Cena-esque female Longest wrestler. reigning Raw Women's Champion. And, and then you have Charlotte Flair, who is the whole reason – that any of them got a chance to do it anyway. Charlotte Flair. That's all you have to say is it's Charlotte Flair. So, and now they're all in a match. And it's going to be money. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a money match. And I'm so looking forward to it. And what a good way. SummerSlam. I mean, what a great SummerSlam match. Yeah. Who do I have winning? Well, we all know I love Charlotte Flair. Oh, please don't. <laughs> we all know I love please. Charlotte Flair. And we all know that I've been picking my favorites. But I got Asuka Thank winning you. it. Thank you. I got Asuka. I my blood pressure couldn't <laughs> physically handle you saying Charlotte Flair as women's champion. Yeah, I got Asuka winning it definitely, but do we see something happen? Yes. After I see, this match. I see a Bianca Belair heel turn. Ooh. Yes. Ooh, hit because it. absolutely Bianca Belair is one of the best women's faces on the main roster. But her biggest problem is she gets stale really quickly. Now, Bianca Belair as a heel never got stale for me. She was always must-see TV. She could still like go in the ring because her style didn't really change much mm-hmm. when she made the transition over to babyface. My only fear with that, though, is besides Charlotte, there's not a whole lot of faces on SmackDown. So it kind of gets rid of if you're if not your biggest face, one of your biggest faces, and turns them heel. But True. I would like to see it because I do think Bianca Belair is an absolutely amazing heel. I like her way more as a heel than a face. Like I said, she just gets stale, and I also like her chasing belts rather than holding belts. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, if I'm gonna compare Bianca to John Cena, besides the heel turn, of mm-hmm. course. It was always John Cena chasing the belt, yeah. right? Which is why and then he's got holding so many it for a little bit and then chasing. Yeah, so uh, that makes a lot of sense. And uh, heel, heel Bianca could be fire. Heel Bianca is fire. So I'll show you some clips of heel Bianca because she she was amazing. Yeah, so I don't hate that. Yeah, yeah. What did, what were, what are you thinking? I want to see. I want to see an Oscar Io Sky oh, yeah. rivalry. Oh yeah. Is that just not what everybody wants to see? I've been saying it for years. <laughs> I mean, I've been saying it for years. So, and that what better time than to have Asuka win it and then in the Sky rivalry. So, that's what I want. Do you have EO cashing in then at SummerSlam? I want her to come out. Oh, yeah. does she cash in? I don't know. Ooh. But I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I want. Okay. I want Asuka to win. That was my that was my thing. Yep. And then I want to have EO Sky come out with that briefcase. Honestly, Cash it in, win, and I won't even be mad. Yeah. Honestly, Oscar winning, Eos guy cashing in the briefcase, and then winning will make me so happy. <laughs> <laughs> so and that's what happens. And after a great match, after just like a great, give me a great fifteen to eighteen minute match of nonstop wrestling. Like it's a pay per view. 
So yeah. if, if it's a pay-per-view, I expect non-stop wrestling because there's no commercial. So give me non-stop 18 minutes. It's already a super long card of just great wrestling. And then maybe have EO Sky Cash in. That'd be pretty dang. <laughs> That'd be pretty nice. Yeah. Well, uh, I could appreciate it. I wouldn't be mad because I obviously want an EO Sky Oscar rivalry. Uh, interesting. Yeah. Uh-uh. I like I like it. I like us agreeing, Alex. That's two in a row. Cool. Two in a row of us agreeing. It just fun. Just makes you happy. Fun. Let's see if we agree on this next match. Cody Rhodes, the American Nightmare, mm-hmm. facing off against the Beast, Brock Lesnar. It's the rubber match. Did you see uh, the little promo they did on Raw with uh, hyping up this match? Cinema. It was. Cinema, absolutely amazing. It was better than half of the movies I've seen in the last two years. Just how they built it, the song choice. I'm a hu- you know I'm a huge promo guy. I love same promos. I love um, edits like that, and they just did it fantastic to where I am hype. I am absolutely ecstatic for this match. My only question about it though is, is this just a one on one normal match? Yeah, it might be. Why? I don't know. Why? Isn't that silly? I don't understand it. Like, you know, obviously these two are good enough to tell a story without stipulations. But doesn't the feud, like, warrant one? Yeah, it definitely does. And outside of a battle royal, there's not a male stipulation match on the card. There's one, and it's the very last one. It's uh, Jey Uso and Roman Reigns. But besides that, right? there's not. And that's kind of a... Also, I mean, yeah, definitely. It's weird. I don't like it. I don't like there not being... It doesn't make sense. It doesn't. And, I mean, we've seen SummerSlams with this type of match. Like, if even if you just did an Extreme Rules match, although I have two matches that I think would have been phenomenal, even if it's just an Extreme Rules match, it still adds something. It still adds hype. And, you know, maybe they will announce it on, like, SmackDown... Or day of pay-per-view, they announced, you know what, this match has turned into this. I'll be okay with it because I think their feud needs something more than a singles match, especially since we've already seen two singles matches. And they're both so extreme. I mean, Cody showed it in, well, Cody was actually able to show it in WWE with uh, Seth Rollins. But outside of that, he, you know, he showed that in his AEW career, showed in his indie career how extreme he can be. Mm-hmm. And then you have Brock Lesnar, and I'm not even going to actually try to explain how uh, crazy he can be. It's like WWE is like, no color, Brock. And then and he plugs his ears. I was going to say, and then just absolutely <laughs> destroys Randy Orton on SummerSlam. Yeah, it's like he does not care. Um, well, I, I have two matches, match types okay. that I want to run by you and see how you would feel about them. If there was to be a match type, I think one of these two would be absolutely amazing. The first one is called a Texas bull rope match. It's essentially a strap match where uh, it's... Do you remember uh, the Hell in a Cell with Seth Rollins when he pulled out the giant rope that had the cowbell cowbell on it? Yeah. It's that same rope with a cowbell except it's tied to each opponent. And it's a strap match with a cowbell with actual rope. Neither man can run at this point. They're both... They have to go to each other. I think that would be a huge match. The second one, though, would be even bigger because we've seen how Cody can be in this type of match. And it would only be the fourth ever in WWE history. And that's a dog collar match. Mm. 
is WWE a dog collar match promotion? The the last time it happened was NXT UK, I want to say in 2019, 2020. That's the last time. And then before that, probably decades. Yeah. But if there was ever a time to pull it out. That'd, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. I like both of those. I like both of those. Genuinely. Or I, like, I don't know, like, it's Detroit, you know, the steel. Like, get something with, like, a Detroit steel DQ match. Boom. Mm. I just made up a, the Detroit steel DQ match. Or steel cage. Or steel cage. Detroit steel cage match. I don't, the reason I say that is because I don't really want to see a steel cage match. Gotcha. I just want them. I like when wrestlers aren't able to run away from each other and you get that tug of war situation where the baby face is pulling the heel towards them. Yeah, imagine Brock doing that in his face. Brock's crazy face. I love Brock's Brock's (sighs) facial selling is amazing. Pulling you. It's so good. And imagine imagine Brock grabbing the rope and pulling Cody up to an F5. Mm. Oh! The spots you can make out of it is just amazing, and I, I'm not gonna be mad if there's no stip because these two are. I don't think there's going. Well, these two are that good to where they can tell a good story, have yeah. a good match with no stips. But come on, like just, just give me, give me something. Yeah, give me I something. See it. I, I want to see, see something. But who do you have winning Cody. this? Okay, no, no hesitation at yeah, all. Yeah, it's. I mean, gotta be Cody. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I. So last night I watched the Cody Rhodes documentary. Amazing. It's it's more like a movie. It, honestly. it is like it's a so movie. Long, yeah. And and it it perfectly encapsulated my fandom of Cody Rhodes because I've been a fan of him pretty much my entire life. Mm-hmm. It it, it mm, my entire wrestling life because I started watching right after his feud with Rey Mysterio, and I had watched back a little bit and I hated. Cody Rhodes for a second because he feuded with Rey Mysterio. Because as a kid, you love Rey Mysterio. Everybody does. There's no way you don't like Rey Mysterio. I actually wasn't that crazy of a Rey Mysterio okay, fan. You're lying. I liked him, You're but lying. I liked him. <laughs> I, I didn't, yeah, I wasn't a fan. Like, And I've, I've said it so many times, just how I stuck with Cody throughout his entire journey. And seeing WWE not only like acknowledge his journey, but let him speak it. I mean, they talked about AEW yeah. by name. They had photos and videos of the bucks of aew new japan like they told his story in full and i love that because it gets it shows everyone who didn't follow his story just how heartbreaking and how amazing it was right and i think we're on the come up i think we're starting to build cody back up to go after roman or whoever holds the wwe title by the point he starts coming up i i'm so excited I'm so excited, man. This the documentary brought me to tears. It'll probably bring me to tears when Cody wins. Alex, I made a I told you that I was never changing my wallpaper. Yeah. Uh, my wallpaper, Alex can confirm, is Cody Rhodes' face the night of WrestleMania when he was sitting in the ring. And I said I will not be changing this wallpaper until he wins it. It has been how many months now? He's still there. Yeah. I will not be changing it. Until he wins the WWE title. Because I have that much faith in him. Yeah, he will. I believe in Cody Rhodes. I've been believing in Cody Rhodes. Just like how you were on the Drew McIntyre train. How we were both on the LA Knight train. I've been on the Cody Rhodes train. He needs this win. And he needs to win the WWE title. He needs to finish the story. Mm-hmm. He needs to happen. I mean, like Triple H says in the documentary. 
movie, he says, Cody never wanted to be a secondary promotion no. champ. Which, by no. the way, Triple H, what a dog. <laughs> what a dog. Tell him how it is, Jake Murray. I know you're not listening, but tell him how it is. He said he doesn't want to be a secondary, secondary world champion. He wants to be the WWE The best champion. of the best. The best of the best. Yeah. So it'll happen. It has to. It has to happen. And when the story's all said and done, we're going to look back and see how the journey ended. And here comes my second question, Alex. Was the call at WrestleMania to have Cody lose a good call? We've had a few months to stew in it. We've seen how both stories have played out with Cody facing off against Brock and Dom. And we've seen the Bloodline story. Was it the right decision or should Cody have won? Ultimately, I don't even know if Cody should have fought Roman at WrestleMania. Interesting. I don't even know if that was the right call. But to answer your question, I mean, that's what we got. Yes, it was the right call. And not even for Cody. I could care really less about Cody in the case of him losing Mm -hmm. to where it's more so for me, Roman. Okay. And what was able to happen with the bloodline and and just how that storyline has developed into being probably one of the most – Beautiful storylines mm-hmm. I'll ever witness in my entire life. Absolutely. Um, actually, it could be the best storyline I've ever witnessed I, in my entire life. I was going to say, I think it is, is so, the greatest story I've ever witnessed. It's a three-year-long story. Yeah. I mean, I, besides wrestling, where are you going to see a three-year-long story? Yeah, you're not. Okay. In wrestling, where are you going to see a three-year-long story? Yep. And the fact that they've been able to tell this story and take so many twists and turns and surprise the fans and also give the fans what they want at the same time, it's amazing. And I I came in the Monday after everything had happened, and we had talked about it, and I had said that Triple H's press conference gave me hope and gave me faith because he said, you know, if the story was supposed to finish, we would have finished it. But we think they can... Go on. Mm-hmm. We think that there's more story to tell, and there has been. There has been. I mean, Jay Uso pinning Roman Reigns at Money in the Bank, would it have meant as much if he had lost to Cody? No. Right. So I do think they made the right decision, too. I mean, that, that super kick on SmackDown was just like. <sighs> if you out the bloodline. Yeah. And so am I. Oh. It was crazy. I, I do think they made the right decision. Yeah. So. My only fear is that WrestleMania 40 is going to roll around and Cody is going to lose again. <laughs> They're going to have another year just story rough. to tell. Would I rough. would cry, Alex Henry. I Here's would cry. Question. Let me ask you this question. I'm interested to see what you'll say. I'm not sure what I'd say. Does Cody's story have to finish at WrestleMania? No. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. If he beats... If he beats Roman for the WWE Universal Championship, no matter what, that is the moment of the year. Because he's defeating a thousand-plus day reign. He's finishing the story of becoming WWE Champion. But if he does it at WrestleMania, that's going to be one of the greatest WrestleMania moments of all time. It will be in... I th- my only fear is, you know, you say something like, you know, I'm ready for the Cody build up to Roman. Mm-hmm. I agree. I'm ready. For, well, I'm ready for the Cody build up. Yeah. I don't know how long 
they're able to draw out something all the way. I mean, we're not even close to Mania season. Mm-hmm. We're not even close to Mania season, let alone Mania. You know, Mania's in April. So how – what do we – you know, it's it, it, there's two ways. I mean, we give Cody more other – which is why ultimately I would have liked to see Cody as heavyweight champion. I don't. Because if Cody would have won, never fought – Never fought Roman, mm-hmm. would have gotten heavyweight championship, then that gives him a whole year pretty much worth of beating guys, defending the belt, losing the belt, and then coming and beating okay. Roman. Okay, the I first have, time I have, I have a way that this could work, because, um, The Rock. No, I'm kidding. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. I think. What needs to happen is Cody faces Roman one more time before Mania and gets told, this is it. You can't win. No more. Mm-hmm. And he loses again. That would be huge. I mean, because all the fans would be thinking, oh, he's got to win it now. Because if he doesn't win it, he can never face Roman again. And if not, Cody who? And then have Cody either win like a Rumble or what I think would be really cool is pull an edge and hop into a chamber that's for the number one contendership. Like, take someone out. Yeah, it's a little bit of a heel turn. Not really. I don't think it wouldn't be a full heel turn, especially if he did it on, like, a heel. Mm-hmm. Enter himself in. Do something to where Cody now is locked in. He has to face Roman Reigns at Mania. And it's an extra edge to the story because it lets you kind of diminish Cody like he can't face Roman anymore so now what does he have to do he has to do other stuff until his brain starts working or you know Cody's on Raw Roman's on Smackdown get another Raw feud going for a few months uh yeah you know what's gonna happen he's gonna feud with Bray Wyatt oh I hope not that's what's gonna happen I hope Logan. not that's what's gonna happen I just I'm it's off go- the Bray Wyatt it's gonna train be, it's gonna be Cody Rose Getting creeped out by Bray Wyatt I'm, for a couple months now. I'm just off the Bray Wyatt train. No, yeah, well, that's I what's going to happen. I'm just like, his return was cool last year, but... It wasn't just cool. I mean, it's one of the greatest returns of all time. But like, And now it's... Yeah, but that's what's going to happen. What happened? I mean... That's what will happen. Did, did we really think at Royal Rumble that the one person to walk away from the Bray Wyatt-LA Knight feud successful was LA Knight? Yeah, I didn't. And you know who's gonna get? You know who's getting the? Uh, you know, maybe if there's anybody to push Bray, it might be uh, Cody back into that I Bray hope. Wyatt spot. I hope not. I just oh, it'll, it's what'll happen. I'm just like, I'm not even like mad or upset with Bray. I just am indifferent at this point. I just don't care. Yeah, you know what'd be great? Just great. It's not gonna happen because I don't want Bray either. I don't want Bray versus Cody either. That's what I'm trying. I want Bray. Mm-hmm. I don't want Bray versus Cody. But what might be just great? And I know it's just my dreaming. It's not going to happen. But if Randy Orton could just come back healthy and they could have a they, – that's something that I would be okay with, a storyline happening for the next four months. That is a four-month storyline with two pay-per-views that I'm just okay with, that I'm just – I'm so okay now with. Now, what if Randy comes back Saturday? Yeah. During or after the Brock match? Yeah, and that I'm would just, be insane. I'm just so okay with that because I could see, I could. But see, it's gonna be Bray. I hope not. But imagine if Orton comes out and helps Cody win. They're celebrating RKO out of nowhere. Boom. Heal Orton. Heal Orton to end his career. That's what I want. 
and end it with Cody. Cody started his career with Orton, his first ever That's match. That's why I want it. That's why oh, I want it. Oh, man. That would be so amazing. I know. Look at the thoughts I'm putting oh, in your head that you didn't even think about. That would be so amazing. Yeah. I really want that feud now. And I really want to – it, it's a double thing. You're not even going to stop thinking about it now. I'm not because I want <laughs> – not only do I want a Cody-Randy feud, but I just want to see Randy. Yeah. I'm. It hasn't been the same without Orton yep. on my TV screen. I don't want to see him go out like this. I mean, outside of Taker, more than Triple H, in my opinion, like the most loyal guy to the company ever. I, ever. Orton, Nobody's ever been more loyal to wrestling besides Taker, in my opinion, yeah. than Randy Orton. I Orton is my is one of my goats. Like he's in my top five Same. because of how Same. reliable, he's one of my favorites how amazing he is in the ring, and to see his career end just like that on a random. I think it was a random Raw tag team match was his last match. Mm-hmm. Really, that's like I get it. Wrestling's you can't like always predict this stuff, mm-hmm. but I think we could get, if not a feud, maybe one more match. One of the greatest rivalries in modern wrestling was MJF and CM Punk, in mm-hmm. my opinion. That is what Randy and Cody could be. It could be a like Randy heel, Randy, of mm-hmm. course, and Co- you know Cody's like, man, dude, you were one of my heroes. You were one of my. One of my guys, Randy's like, I don't care. You, you know, know what I could see? Just, that's the kind of – because then, like you're saying, well, you know, how many matches does Randy have? But with the storyline like what MJF and CM Punk was, you didn't need the matches. No, you just Everything needed... else was enough. And by the way, like CM Punk, like nowadays, his past like three years, mm-hmm. is not the, the CM Punk he used to mm-hmm. be on the mic. So that was mainly, you M- know, MJF. MJF. Yeah. Well, Randy Orton still – he's always been the same on the mic. Mm-hmm. He got, like, 2010, he peaked, and then he's it's been that same on the mic since then. But I then Cody's going to be fire. I mean... Cody promos are fire. Oh, they movie. are amazing. Imagine imagine the storytelling. I Like, Cody comes out the next Raw and is like, Randy, I'm not even mad. I understand. You know, you've been gone. But you you couldn't look me in the face when you did it. You just, like, did that and have Randy come out. I would even have Brandy be out there. You know who fought in a Texas death rope match? Who's that? Dusty Rose and Randy Orton. Yeah. That'd be a nice match to play. You know out. what I'm saying? That'd be a nice match. Oh, man. Randy we're, Orton fought we're Dusty predicting Rose. predicting a feud that might never happen. Randy, Randy Orton fought Dusty Rose in a Texas bull rope match. I just thought I'd put that out there. Okay, imagine that match. They had a whole storyline. They yeah. had a whole storyline. That's where Cody debuted from. Is yeah. From so. that. Imagine, I just got goosebumps. Imagine if Orton punk kicked Brandy, Cody's wife. Oh, oh my goodness! Like a Steph triple moment. Yes. Oh my goodness. You know? Do you understand? This would be feud of the year. Yeah. This would have to be feud of the year. Cody, and then, and then here it is. Cody comes out on top. He gets to go fight Roman, and Randy. Gets to go fight for the heavyweight championship belt, which he deserves. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't and mind. And then at wins all. it because yeah. I'm pretty sure that's he wins that he's held that belt as many times as Triple H. I think. 
I'm not positive. I can look that up. But it, it puts him up there. Even. I know Edge has the lo- has the most reigns, and Triple H has the longest reign. I don't know how many reigns they each have. It would also put Randy at 15 or 16 world championships. Because right. I think he's either a 14 or 15 time right now. Yeah. So that would just solidify him in the same vein as John Cena or Ric Flair, if you don't already think he is. We've spent like 20 minutes talking about this random feud that may never happen. <laughs> It'd be fun, oh, it'd though. be such a good feud. If so it doesn't fun. happen, now I'm going to be sad. And if Bray Wyatt comes out instead of Randy Orton... I'm telling you now it's going to be Bray Wyatt. So you need to just get your expectations. Randy's not even coming back. Logan. Don't say that. Uh, our don't dreams, say that. Our dreams are crushed. Don't say that. You don't mean the that. The MJFCM Punk you rivalry that we could get with that. Cody. Like in an actual good promotion with Cody and uh, Randy Orton. is just like... It's just... Uh, it's just our imagination. I'm moving on before I get sad. Yeah. Who did we? Did you? You have Cody winning. I also have Cody winning. See. Okay. See. I, I I think we said that at one point. I'm not sure. We've sidetracked very heavily. One of probably one of our biggest sidetracks. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> moving on to the World Heavyweight Championship match, we have Seth Rollins defending against Finn Balor. This match is seven years, almost to the day, in the making. Hmm. Seven years since Finn Balor and Seth fought for the Universal Championship, and Finn was the inaugural Universal Champion, but sadly got injured by Seth, having to relinquish it the next day. How are you liking this feud, and who do you have walking away? Great feud. I, it's so hard to tell. Because I want so many things to happen just outside of the match. Um, ultimately, I ended up picking Seth. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, is who I ended up winning. But what I really want, what I really want, Logan. You know Tell I really me what want? you want, what you really, really want. I want Finn out of the Judgment Day. I want Judgment Day wow. to just be Rhea, Dominic, and Damian Priest. You know, the people that are holding belts and and briefcases. Yeah. And that's why I have Finn losing. Because I have Finn losing, so he's the odd guy out. Mm-hmm. And we've kind of been seeing the little hints of, mm-hmm. you know, Finn wanting to, wanting to like. I want face Finn. Face Finn. Because face Finn's great on face his Finn own. Face Finn is good. Face Finn's great on his own. But I do like the prince. He's all right. Why can't he be the, the prince? Because the prince face- is a heel. Like, either way, either way, you're right, sure. But I want, I just want Finn, and maybe okay. that means Finn winning, and then being I'm too good for the Judgment Day. That's true. I don't know what it is, but that's what I want ultimately. So whatever needs to happen for that to happen, okay. for Judgment Day to still just be fire, but like you know there would be some uh, some turmoil. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, Seth will be great either way. So I have Seth winning. All right. But uh, this this is gonna be just, I mean, incredible, incredible match. As much as I want it to be Logan Paul Ricochet, oh. it'll probably end oh, up yeah. being match of the night. You know, if Oscar Bianca and Charlotte's not just absolute crazy, like mm-hmm. I think it you know can steal. There's the show. so many matches on this show that could steal but, the show. But uh, this will ultimately probably end up being the best match. It'll be you know a longer match mm-hmm. and it'll be good the whole time. So I I got Seth. I remember 2016. This was peak Logan wrestling. Like 
would I would because it's the summertime, I would watch Raw, SmackDown, NXT. I would even watch like a main event mm-hmm. or a two oh five I think two oh five live was on at the time. I'd watch everything. Anything I could get my hands on, I was like fully in immersed in it. And my guy was Finn Balor. I was fully on the Finn Balor train. I loved him as Prince Devitt in New Japan. Watched him come over. And then he gets drafted to Raw. And I'm like, oh, my guy is on the main roster. But there's no way they're going to push him over guys like Seth Rollins and Roman. Mm -hmm. Well, then he beats Roman on his first Raw. And then he goes on to feud with Seth. And then beats Seth. And then my world comes crashing down when he gets injured during that match Mm. and relinquishes the universal title. And ever since then, you know, we've had glimpses. He had an amazing match with Brock, but came up short. He had really mediocre feuds against Bobby Lashley and Baron Corbin, Bray Wyatt, and then he went down to NXT. And we're like, okay, Finn's back. This is Finn. Then he came back up, and he wandered for a little bit, but then he became part of Judgment Day and fully just – went off his feud with edge probably one of the better feuds of last year good feud um and now really good now we have the chance to write what happened seven years ago by crowning finn balor as world champion Mm -hmm. but my world's gonna come crashing down again because finn's gonna win and Damien's going to cash in on that's, Finn same night. That's a thought that's crossed my mind. Could you imagine Finn holding that title? Damien from behind hits the Reckoning or the South of Heaven or whatever move he hits. Pins Finn for the world title. First off, you just made Damien Priest one of the main event talents in your thing. And I think Damien Priest could be a main event caliber guy for the next 5-10 years. Sure. Because he's that good. But you also now have a feud that's going to run, like, two pay-per-views, two, three pay-per-views uh, between Judgment Day and Finn Balor. You could add uh, J.D. Magana, uh, Jordan Devlin, who we saw, um, I think it was a main event taping. And we've seen he's good, mm-hmm. and there's been rumblings. He, w- he trained under Finn Balor. We could see either him sticking with Finn and being an ally against the Judgment Day. Or maybe J.D. turns on Finn and becomes another member of Judgment Day. So we keep yeah. that four, and you get Damien as the leader, world champion, Dom and JD going after, like, mid-card titles or tag titles, and then Mommy as the women's just dominator. I think it's a great story. Yeah, it is. Let me even, like, just to to set the, like, tone even more, it's like they come out to celebrate, and it's like Dominic and Rhea, like, run into the ring. Damien's taking his time. And then Dom hits him. And oh. then Rhea's hitting him. Imagine it's and, like a... And and he's just... Damien's taking his time to the ring. Mm-hmm. Just kind of... Wa- and by the way, people hate Dominic. In oh, case yeah. You know, so that he's just beating, beating them. Damien cash... Get, walks it all the way there. Walks around the ring. Walks it to the... the um, referee. The, the referee. Gets in there. He's already beaten down by Rhea and Dominic. I imagine... I imagine... And then he just... Finishes him. I imagine Rhea doing a Triple H Batista thumbs up to thumbs down yeah. and then just boom, beaten up by Dominic. I would love to see just Damien just walking to the ring, just this, like, he knows. Yeah. This is his moment. This is yeah. his time. And even though I would love 
a super long 100, 200, 300 day reign from Finn Balor, it's not in the cards. It's really not. Damien's the guy who needs this push. And if if Damien holds it for another like year up until like right before Money in the Bank, I wouldn't be ma- I wouldn't be mad. Mm-hmm. But I think now's the time to pull the trigger. Yeah, well, ultimately, I have Seth Rollins winning. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I mean, still, this is all great stuff. I wouldn't mind <laughs> at all. I just like, you know, with uh, with Bloodline, we were able to see that storyline drawn out so long, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't mind seeing, you know, the uh, the Finn turn uh, to be like a one and done thing. Like I well, eventually it will be, but we can we can even draw it out mm-hmm. just a little more, just like how it was with Sami Zayn. You know, every time you thought Sami was gonna turn. He didn't. Mm-hmm. So when he did, it was awesome because you did. By the time he turned, you thought, well, he's not actually never going to turn because he didn't turn this many mm-hmm. times. So it'll I be- just don't see any more Finn Seth matches. And that's true. I want Damien to cash in on Finn to yeah. be that final turn. Sure. And I think now would be an amazing point because one. I don't have any, like, big title changes so far, and so it would be a nice title change. And also the added storytelling of Finn can never hold a world title for more than a day. Mm-hmm. It just – it's a nice little, like, reflection. Mm-hmm. Uh, storytelling, it's like mirrors. It's like a poem. It rhymes. Right. And I think now now's the time. Seth is getting – I wouldn't getting, mind it. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't mind it. Seth is getting a little bit – I don't want to say stale as world champion, but I don't see other matchups happening as – to the caliber of Finn or Judgment Day members mm-hmm. right now. So I have Finn, but really the winner walking out of SummerSlam will be Damian Priest, senior world heavyweight champion. Damian Priest, newly minted leader of Judgment Day. Yeah. Would you be mad? No, okay. I, I like it. I like Good. it all. Good. I, wouldn't I be appreciate mad. it. Appreciate it. Well, Alex, our final match, a tribal combat match for the undisputed WWE Universal Heavyweight Championship of the world and the title of Tribal Chief. We got main event Jey Uso versus the current reigning and defending head of the table Tribal chief in goat mode, Roman Reigns. What a story. Great story. What an absolute piece of cinema. I mean, Alex, have you watched the three hour long YouTube video of the entire Bloodline story? I watched the two hour one. Because I have. They made a two hour one. Was it two hours? I no, watched. no, there's two. Okay. There's a three okay. hour one I, and a two hour one. I watched one. the three hour one. I watched the two hour one. <laughs> yes. So, um, yeah. And it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just. It's so beautiful to watch long standing stories in wrestling. Mm. I think this is probably the longest story. Unbroken story, I'll say, because, you know, you have stuff like Rockin' Austin or Cena Orton that lasted a long time, but an unbroken Jey Uso and Roman Reigns story, probably one of the longest in wrestling. Definitely. If not the longest in wrestling. Yeah, definitely. It is the greatest story I've ever watched live. It might even be the greatest wrestling story I've ever watched, period. Mm. I... 
am such a fan of this. I've been a fan since day one. <laughs> I'm I'm confused to what tribal combat means, but I'm very interested. Very interested. Yeah, I'm very interesting. For me, long standing story. Don't know if it'll count. But my favorite wrestler ever is The Undertaker mm-hmm. with the streak. It's okay. literally that, been around forever. So yeah. then for me, like when it was Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Ooh. all in the in the cell at WrestleMania, that was kind of a long buildup for me because it was Triple H and then Shawn Michaels it in was, the past. It was Shawn 2-2. And now two. it's all together. Yeah. You know, referee. The only reason the I would say that's broken is because it wasn't like it, a full year. Yeah, it would only happen – the a months few months up to yeah. WrestleMania. Whereas, so, sure, yeah, it's yeah. it's not a it's not something that you see every single week. This is the thing that you've seen every single week, which makes it really special. Um, I got Roman Reigns winning it. it. He's the tribal chief. He is. It's not Jey Uso. Throw up the ones. He is my tribal chief. So that's who's going to win, and it's not even. Every time I pick Roman Reigns, mm-hmm. when have I not picked Roman Reigns? I pick Roman Reigns every time, I feel like. But. No, you pick Logan Paul. <laughs> Maybe I did. <laughs> but it's, it's, did I pick Logan Paul? I think Paul? so. Maybe I did. I don't remember. But ultimately, Roman Reigns is, is the guy. It's yeah. not because I'm a fan of him. No, he is. It's not because I'm a fan of him as a heel or a fa- It's not, it's because he's just. Roman Reigns, he is the tribal chief. It's like a, it's a larger than life kind of thing, much like the Undertaker streak was. It's the Undertaker in a streak. It's Roman Reigns, yeah. and he is the tribal chief. There's in wrestling, you have you have wrestlers, you know, your Chad Gables, your Ricochets, mm-hmm. and you have your superstars, a la Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, and then you have attractions. Look back at the guys like Andre the Giant, Hulk mm-hmm. Hogan. John Cena, Stone Cold. Whenever you saw those guys, no, nothing else mattered. Right. Whenever you heard those guys were coming to your town, that's who you were looking for. That's sure. who you wanted to see. They're the attraction. They are the guys. Because how many times do WWE hype up a pay-per-view or a show just on the back that Roman Reigns will be there? Hey, Roman Reigns is gonna be on SmackDown next week. Okay, I gotta watch SmackDown. Yep. I have to, cause it's Roman Reigns. I mean, if you would have told me four years ago that Roman Reigns would be considered the greatest of all time, not even in consideration, he is the greatest guy of all time. John Cena, love him to death. I don't, I don't think the John Cena of that time would be on the same level of attraction as Roman Reigns. I don't. I honestly think Roman Reigns is is the all-time guy. This is crazy. It's not. He's the tribal chief. He's the head of the table. I mean, look, I I, I mean, I was hyping him up, He was on ESPN Stephen A. Smith's show first take yesterday. He was. Him and and the wise man, yeah. Like. They were there. I don't care. Is that the made it in life? Is making it on? No. What what made it in life is that people outside of wrestling know who Roman Reigns is. That's what made it is. Sure. I, I'm not. I don't think he's the greatest over Cena. I do. 
No doubt. Not, okay, not goat as in, like, No, go. as in, like, the, the traction guy, you're saying. The guy. Yeah, no. Roman Reigns ahead of John Cena 100%. Yeah, I don't play that. I think so. Because. Yeah. Ro- I just feel like there's modern-day wrestle like, it, you know, there's modern-day wrestling fans that could care less about Roman Reigns, whereas when John Cena was active, everybody cared about John Cena. There's, like, like if you're if you're an AEW guy, for example, most of them, Jake, could care less about Roman Reigns, whereas when John Cena was on top, everybody cared about John Cena. Like you're saying, even if you don't watch wrestling, it was like you knew who John Cena was. So I feel like he doesn't. Honestly, I don't think he comes close. Wow. But when you're a wrestling fan, I think it's so much easier to say it. But, like, it's like when when I think of John Cena, it's like I can go up to anybody mm-hmm. that I know. And I was like, hey, name a wrestler. Name three. John Cena will always be yeah. in there. Roman Reigns never will come up, ever. In the history of wrestling, when Roman Reigns' career is set in stone, I'll still be able to go up to people and say, hey, name some wrestlers. John Cena will always come up. But I 100% agree with you. I could see John and Cena Roman and Undertaker. Reigns... I don't know who else they would say. Yeah. Like that third guy. Hulk Hogan, maybe. I the Rock. Know. Yeah, that's – yeah, The Rock. You know. Well, that Roman's been able to do this with even nothing like, else. Even like Roman tried to have his Hollywood moment. He had one – two movies. He had two movies, and they were cameo appearances. They weren't good. He's not a good actor. Yet. But he's a great wrestler. Like I'm saying, like I'm, look, Logan, how much do you want me to give the guy? Genuinely, I'm just saying. I've given him. I've given him. I'm just every, saying. I'm giving him. I call everything. him the go. I said the he's, guy. I said he's And you winning. say no. I said I'm giving him everything. I'm saying, look, he's literally winning because his name. That's why I have him winning, because he is more ah. than a wrestler. I t- I've given him that those flowers. I'm saying he's more than a wrestler. He's the tribal chief. That's why I got him winning, a hundred percent. That's let me give him that, and let it be enough. All right, all right. He's the best modern day wrestler from like twenty eighteen to now. Okay, if he's not, I'll 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 say this: if he's not the greatest guy of all time, is he the greatest champion of all time? Because if you say no, I think you're blinded by something. Either nostalgia well, or the only thing that I mean, look, the only thing that hurts me with Roman is the amount, and most people probably don't care about this. Mm-hmm. So if you don't care about it, then yes, me, I kind of care about it. So a lot of his wins are fluke wins. Yeah. Oh, I mean, and he does. Number one, he hasn't defended the belt nearly as much as some champions before, despite how long he's held it, and like. I, I wish I had the old sheet back in the day, but it was like, you know, 10 of 12 of Roman Reigns' wins have all come by a fluke win. Mm-hmm. I mean, so to consider him greatest champion in wrestling is hard for me because when I look at a greatest champion, I look at a guy who defends his belt all the time and wins it fair and square, and I don't really care about the reign of them, which really holding like Gunther? it as much. Yeah, like Gunther, for example. Okay, But, I mean... He's definitely – he might be the best. I put him in the top three, no mm. doubt. No doubt top three best champion ever because regardless of fluke wins and how much they really do matter to me in my criteria, 
there's no doubt I can't put him as the guy or the next best guy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he's definitely one of the best champions of all time. Gotcha. And I'm not saying no. I'm, I'm saying I'm not sure. Gotcha. You would have to look at it. not a lot of title defenses and a lot of fluke wins. Mm-hmm. That is true. Well, I don't know. We can agree to disagree. And that's why I have Jey Uso winning. That's why <laughs> I, so, I think it would be really cool for Jey Uso to come out with the tribal face paint and do the, I think it's a haka. The haka, yeah. Yeah, that'd I think that would be really cool. That would be A uh, little cool. callback to what the Usos used to do, but also just we're in tribal combat. Why not bring it out now? That'd be dope. Um, That's actually so cool. Love that idea. Main event Jay Uso. This guy, Jay Uso, has had like four or five main events. Jay Uso, mm-hmm. a guy four years ago was just the guy in a tag team. The guy, one of the Usos who had good matches. Like, what a guy. What, yeah. Roman Reigns said, I think, early on in the Bloodline story that he elevates Everyone he touches. And I think that's true. We've talked about guys like Seth Rollins who elevate people. No matter who he wrestles, he elevates them. No matter who is standing in the ring with Roman Reigns, they are instantly elevated. Yep. Instantly elevated. I agree. Whether they are a Jey Uso or if they're Joe Schmo, like if a Mustafa Ali came in the ring, he'd instantly be elevated. Right. Instantly be elevated just because that's Roman Reigns. You're in a Roman Reigns match. You're not in a match. You're not in the main event match. You're in a Roman Reigns match. So, I do also have Roman Reigns winning. Yeah. The reigning, defending, tribal chief of the WWE, of the Island of Relevancy, the one, Roman Reigns. Yeah, it's got to be Roman. It's got to. And Jay, I mean, also, is like, uh, I was talking about LA Knight, uh, like, probably two hours ago. <laughs> um... um He's an athlete that a lot of people forget is such an athlete, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, he can really wrestle, so it'll be a good match. Well, not only can he wrestle, but something that is very hard to teach in wrestling is emotion, like facial emotion. Yep. I mean, his I Quit match against Roman in the cell was just peak storytelling. And yeah. it wasn't – when it comes to technical ability, it wasn't an amazing match. It was a pretty standard match. Mm-hmm. But it got elevated because of the emotion, because of the storytelling, because of the psychology, which Roman is so good at right now. Sure. Just so good. Yeah. Well, Alex, as we end the biggest party of the summer, probably the biggest pay-per-view of the summer, we got SummerSlam. Run through your card. Run through your winners. Give a little brief why. Let us hear it. L.A. Knight, because he's the GOAT. True. Um, I got Ronda Rousey, uh, Ronda Rousey in our MMA rules match, uh, Ricochet, but ultimately the fans are the winners yes, true, of that match. True, true. Whether you're there live, <laughs> watching on pay-per-view, you're, you're a winner if you watch that match. I got Guter winning because, yeah, he's got to break that streak. Got to break the streak. I got Asuka winning, uh, and what's going to steal the show as a wrestling fan. Uh, in her triple threat match. I got Cody Rose winning and then Randy Orton coming out. That, I mean, that's crazy. If it that would happens, be so it's good. It would be so if nice. that happens, it's crazy. Or even on the next Raw. It doesn't even need to actually happen. Imagine Randy coming out, congratulate him, man. Hey, great job. You made it. I'm, Mark, I'm Mark Henry. Great. I'm Mark. <laughs> <laughs> great job. Psych. RKO out of nowhere. I mean, that'd be great, but it's going to be Bray. Uh, and then I have Seth Rollins winning, but ultimately what I care about 
is the Judgment Day storyline, and then I have the Tribal Chief winning the Tribal Chief combat match. Yeah. Or the Tribal combat match. I feel you. Uh, For me, I have Ellie Knight or Johnny Gargano winning, depending on if Gargano actually shows up. So if if Gargano shows up, do you have Gargano winning? Yes. Okay. Because I agree with people that say Ellie Knight doesn't need a title Mm because he is that good. It'd be nice to have a title on him, but I think the Champa Gargano feud, if it happens, would just be that much better with a title on the line. Yeah. Just adds an extra layer to the story. Plus, I'm just, I love Johnny, you know, Cleveland Zone. Yeah, absolutely. Gotta love him. Gotta love him. Uh, For the MMA rules match, I have a Shayna Baszler squash. I hope she just destroys Ronda Rousey and sends her packing. And you're such a Shayna Baszler fan, too. Don't act, you know, you, you come at me, you're a Ra- Ronda Rousey. I mean, well, Shayna Baszler can wrestle. You're That's all I'm saying. Shayna, Shayna Baszler, Baszler can wrestle. So That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. She can talk fan. on the match. She sounds like Naruto. It makes me happy. So <laughs> you're a big Shayna Baszler fan. I am so a big Shayna Baszler let's fan. Let's just admit that. But my my fandom can actually wrestle. So I'm just, just throwing that out there. My can actually be an MMA UFC champion. Okay. And it's an MMA okay. match. So okay. So what do you got about that point? Okay. Come on now. <laughs> I have Logan Paul beating Ricochet in hopefully a huge spot fest. Uh, for the Intercontinental Championship, I have Gunther retaining and hopefully breaking Pedro Morales and Honky Tonk Man streak. I have WWE Women's champion Asuka defending and winning her title from Bianca Belair and Charlotte Flair. For the Cody Rhodes-Brock Lesnar match, I have Cody Rhodes defeating Brock Lesnar. And as you said, hopefully a Randy Orton come out, heel turn, you know, a little return. Uh, For the World Heavyweight Championship, I have Finn Balor winning, but then just shortly after that, getting defeated by Damian Priest and officially getting kicked out of Judgment Day. And for the Tribal Combat match, for the title of Tribal Chief and the undisputed WWE Universal Championship, I have the current defending Tribal Chief Roman Reigns defeating main event Jay Uso. What an absolute stacked card. Stacked. What a stacked card. Yeah. Any last words, Alex? Any what, final thoughts? What happens if Jay Uso wins? What do we think about that? Are we mad that night? I'm not. I'm not. I don't either. think so. I'm not either. I think I would. I don't know if I would say anything for like three for minutes. Uso. I don't, are, we, are we rooting for Jey Uso? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Because like if it happens, I don't know how long it would take me to actually utter a word just yeah. because of how shocked I am. Yeah. I Like Romans and they're doing everything to make sure he wins. And then Solo gets hit. And then, like, Roman's down. There's, like, five ref bumps. There's nothing. Like, they've tried to have Roman win and cheat as many ways as they can. Mm -hmm. And at this point, there's no way. And he's down. And you just. We actually. And Jay wins it all. We didn't. I didn't mention it. Um, (laughs) Whoa. That'd be crazy. I've heard rumors that Jay Uso is going to come out with Sami Zayn. And Sami's going to help, like, keep off Solo. Could you imagine yeah. if Jay came out with Sammy? Oh, Woo-hoo-hoo. I got goosebumps right now, man. I got crazy. goosebumps. It'd be crazy. Well, that will do it for this episode of Sports Power Talk. Overtime, you aren't going to want to miss this packed SummerSlam card this Saturday. Once again, as your host, my name is Logan Buchanan, and I was joined today by Alex Henry. Listeners, please enjoy WWE SummerSlam.